Is there, some, is there something on? Is there something on my face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, there, there might. It might be a little noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. This is uh, episode four. Uh, wasn't sure this episode was going to get made in time because uh, <laughs> some outside circumstances, but uh, here we are. Uh, we're back. I'm Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And uh, by the way, guys, we are on all platforms. We are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and now officially on SoundCloud. Uh, we are uploaded Ooh, there. Ooh. Yeah, we're just like your favorite rappers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've gotten over 100 plays. And by the way, we wanted yeah, to celebrate awesome. that. And thank you guys for over 100 plays on just three episodes of the podcast. You guys yeah, that's awesome, have you been guys. incredible. So thank you all for watching. Please keep doing so. We love you uh, a lot. Yeah, so be sure on all of those platforms to give us a nice rating and share the episodes with people. Share it on your social medias. Share it with your friends. Share it with your parents if you get along with them. And if not, punish them by sharing the podcast with them anyway <laughs> tell them there's some decency in your life and yeah we're not, not we're us. not all <laughs> yeah, that we're not show all them like show them what what you could be how pathetic you could have become right you know? show them an example of what failure really looks like <laughs> yeah and then they won't be so harsh on you you know what Sean? <laughs> you're not so bad after all after seeing those two you know what? I kind of forgive you. The next episode, we're actually going to be doing a big Q&A. So make sure you send your uh, questions. Any questions you want to ask us? Are you going to put, do you think you're going to do like, you know how YouTube does like those community posts? Are you going to do it there? Or you can do it in the in the comments of, uh, of this one as well. So you can either submit a question to us in the... In the uh, comment section below, I can put a community post too as well. Uh, if reach you're out on, to us on yeah, Twitter, yeah, Facebook. reach out to us on Twitter, anywhere that we are socially available. Those links will be in the description and or attached to the listening site that you're on. Spotify, there is a way to we have a, like a, a Q and A type thing on there, and it will ask okay. like, "What did you think of the episode?" or whatever. Feel free to I'm going to change that for this episode to say submit your questions or whatever to the yeah. show. Uh we'll be answering those on the podcast. Uh this episode should be out as long as I am able to. It should be out the 28th. Today is the 24th as of the time of recording. But uh yeah. We are here with episode four, which is going to be called The Plague and Tournament Arcs, which I know that sounds like a very confusing title, but uh, it seemed kind of fitting because we both caught the fucking plague, uh, <laughs> apparently right around the same time. And yeah. it's crazy because, you know, obviously Canada and I'm from the US, and yet we're both fucking miserably sick at the same exact time. So uh, we were going to record this last Friday, which would have been what, like the twenty first or twentieth or something like that, and uh, 
my wife came down with COVID on Wednesday. I came down with COVID on Thursday. And so I was way, way too sick all weekend to even try to record. And you had, well, let them know what you had. And, uh, I ended up getting fucking pneumonia. <laughs> and then uh, today, and then I was feeling better actually yesterday and kind of today or yesterday and the day before. And then today I woke up coughing up blood. So I had to go to the doctor this morning and it turns out now I have bronchitis, but my pneumonia is gone. So we're one step closer to the end. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. This might be the first day where I wasn't begging someone to kill me. Like yeah. it was so bad. My headache. So Saturday night, I think I, my days are all messed up. Today's Monday, right? Like it would have been Saturday night. I went, I tried to go to bed and every time I'd lay down and, or close my eyes, my head would start pounding on both sides, like right here, and just would not stop. Like I had to get in a hot bath and put a cold rag on my forehead to get the pain to stop. And it was so Jeez, bad. Like it was, dude. yeah, it was making me want to throw up. Like it was horror. It was the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Now I've had COVID before. I had it uh, two years ago when all this kicked off, you know. I felt miserable then. And I had a headache then. I had the body aches, the fevers, the chills, all that. This time, I think certain symptoms were worse. Uh, this last time, the chills were horrible. I was literally, like, trying to play, like, I have a controller right here. I was trying to play, like, Street Fighter slash finish the Platinum for 16, and my hands were literally doing this. Jeez. And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And uh, so then, like... The body aches weren't bad. My my joints were what were really bothering me. I had 103.7 fever one of the nights. Uh, and then the headache. The headache was 10 times worse than any other headache I've ever had in my life. And uh, wouldn't wish it on anybody. I've also lost 7 pounds because I haven't been eating. Yeah, it's it's been a long, long, long weekend. Yeah, I bet, dude. I've been fucking... <laughs> I feel like I've been sick for like three weeks. Over, it's been over three weeks now, man. And it would like get a little better and then it would like go back to being shit. So like today after work, like as soon as I got home from work today, I like, I'm like so behind on like videos and stuff. So I was just like, I have all these scripts and I was just like rapid fire, like getting through all these scripts. Cause last, like when I first got pneumonia, um, I lost my voice like two days into it. And, and I'm like, man, if that, if that happens with bro this bronchitis, like if I lose my voice or something tomorrow, I'm going to be even further behind. So uh, I, I just like was recording all this stuff. And then, and then I was like, I finished, like, I think I read, I probably read like 12 pages of like script, like, and then, and then when I finished, I was like, man, I shouldn't have done that. We have a podcast to record and my <laughs> fucking, my, my, like, it's like getting sore in here. But then after, after I ate, after I ate something and stuff, it, it seems fine. So it really has felt like we've had the plague because like <laughs> we've been really just has. like rolling in and out and feeling like dog shit and doing what we can while while we can. Yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely not a fun weekend for either of us. And like I said, we we wanted to record this Friday and then we both like 
almost died, died so <laughs> it's like it just wasn't gonna so, happen and and every day we were like oh man if i feel better tonight we can do it you know yeah we totally yeah, record yeah, we doing, and i was yeah. like yeah I, i'm feeling all right today i'm feeling and then as okay. the day would progress you'd just feel like <laughs> shittier as the day went on. well yeah because like the day that uh i had the really bad headache i was feeling fine i think i actually messaged you and was like hey if everything is good tonight we can do t- it tonight we can record yeah and then i was like at around recording time i was like hey uh yeah, champ, not feeling so great. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, today is like the first day I haven't wanted to die in in four days. So today should be a joyous day, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I mean, it was part of what we were going to talk about. But fill fill in the folks in. So anyway, uh, now that we are, we have not died from the plague yet uh what are some games that we're excited for or that we are playing currently i've got a couple what do you got well i've been uh i started streaming legend of the gaia now so we've been uh playing that i think you said you were playing a bit of that too right i'm playing it kind of yeah i'm kind of playing it semi beside you i've kind of fallen behind since you know uh death came a knocking but uh the worst is when like you're you're sick so you're like home from work and you're sick and you're you're like you can't sleep the whole day so you got to do something to fill it in and you're like oh maybe i'll play like a video game but you feel too shitty to even do that or the thing i fall into is like um i'll want to like watch like a show like because if you're just laying in bed it's it's nothing to just watch a show but then i'm like Okay, I want to watch something I've seen a million times so I can fall asleep without missing it. And then it's just like takes so long to decide what to watch that I end up just watching nothing and doing nothing. I actually have been playing. So Rashid for Street Fighter Six just came out. Uh, I've been playing him today. Really, really enjoy Rashid. Uh, he's he's actually a really fun character. Um, I finished the platinum on sixteen. Which would have been you didn't finish. Yes, yesterday or the day before. I think it was the day before yesterday. I think it was before the headache, but the same day as the headache. Um, really enjoyed the platinum for that. It was a lot easier than I thought. Turns out I'm only one uh, one person of like one point five percent of the three million people that have played that game or bought the game to have gotten the platinum. So that's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Uh I also am playing Legend of Lagaya beside you, like I said. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3, which I'm now actually excited for. Uh, it's pretty cool. A lot of, lot of conversation options, a lot of uh, customization, a lot of abilities to work through, stuff like that. It's actually a really, really cool game. Um, it it's really if, good. If you like D&D or if you've ever played D&D, it takes place in the same kind of universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a video game version of D&D like there's dice rolls there are you oh, know there's dice rolls and everything yeah, there, too there's there's uh, skill checks there's dice rolls there are like the combat is very like select your ability you get uh you like there's an automatic roll for initiative there's like uh there's turn orders and stuff like that that you go through you can uh, control your NPC party members uh, you can get a bunch of like I have a wolf now in the early access like so I have a wolf now I have yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It just> sounded like <laughs> yeah I have a 
fi- I think it's a fighter I have. And it's a I you have like a subclass and I think it's Beastmaster is what I have. Oh, okay. And I can summon a like uh an actual animal to aid me in battle. So like I think there's a wolf, there's a crow, there's a bear. You can there. fuck the bear, dude. That's well you, you can, but not your bear. There's oh, a there's a scene damn. in the game where the bear gets gets to, to diddling. But, oh my god. Yeah, but not your bear. Like, you're not, you know... Yeah, yeah. but anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a really fun game, though. It, I'm really enjoying it. I played it with my buddy Craig, and it's kind of cool, because, like, the person that initiates the conversation has control over it. Oh, okay. So, like, if me and you are playing together, and yeah. I walk up to an NPC and I talk to him, you can watch the conversation I have with him, Right. but I'm the one controlling it. So, like... Let's say there's an there's a okay for instance there's a book in this crypt that we were walking through and it was magically sealed. Well, my partner may not have had the ability to unseal the book, but I do. Right. So oh, okay. I would so I would interact with the book, get its information, but he could watch the cutscene with me. So he would oh, yeah, get the information. He would get the information alongside with so me. So it definitely pays to play it with other people. Right, sort of, yeah, yeah. So like, you have multiple different skill sets working together. A little right, bit better. it can be played solo, but it's a it's a lot of fun because also his thing was like he's run a lot of people through early access. Oh, okay. and so everybody like reacts differently to different things. So and there's so many options. So there's like so for one, there's a there's a thing where a mind flare tries to control your mind. And you have, like, all these options, like, you can break free, or you can give in to what it's doing, or whatever. Well, if you give in to what it's doing, it party wipes you. Yeah, so, like, uh, he was playing with another one of our friends one time, and our friend was like, oh, I'm just gonna give in to what he says, just to see what it does. And it wiped the entire party. Holy shit. Yeah, so, like, and you can save and stuff, so there's, like... You don't lose your character or anything if you die, but... Right. Oh, yeah. You would just reload. reload yeah, it's not like D&D yeah. where, like, if you die... Yeah, you have to, like, roll a new character. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay, so you, that's good, that's good. Yeah, you don't perma-die or anything like that. I mean, you kind of do, but if you if you save, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which makes auto-saving and, like, regular saving a lot more important, but... It's, it's really cool because, like, you can... I think in the final build, you're going to be able to multi-class... And, like, cross-class skills and stuff oh, like okay. that. Yeah, and you nice. can actually, when you level up, customize what abilities you gain. So if, like, there's a certain spell that you're kind of eyeing, but yep. you're not quite wanting it yet, like, you don't think it'll come in handy yet, you can wait. And then when you level up and it gives you the option to grab a spell, you can then grab that spell. So it's it's actually really... It's kind of like a tabletop RPG in... In video game form. In video game form, so... Like, I think, to the highest degree. Right. So, like, yeah, yeah. your your friend Mike plays D&D on stream and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think he would be really excited for Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah. They uh, they streamed all of Baldur's Gate 2. It took, like, a year and a half. And they, yeah. They there's, like... I, I want to say there's, like... Did they say 17... No, it can't be 17,000. That's too little. It might be 17 million... Uh, voice lines or something, or like dialogue oh, options or something it. in the game. It's a lot, but uh, yeah, we ran through the early access last night, and it was a lot, a lot of fun. Combat's really cool. It's obviously it's turn based. Uh, 
and the best way. There's a lot of abilities, a lot of synergy, a lot of stuff like that. So it's definitely a game that's on my radar now that wasn't before. And so I'm glad that like my friend ran it through ran yeah, no doubt. Through it with me because it was it was too. a lot of fun. Especially like he like I said, he likes to see the different ways that people approach things. Right. Like so I've played D D a lot before, so in my yeah. experience you you never trust certain things. Yeah, same, yeah. And so uh there was like this purple tank thing that was like laying on the ground and I I ran past it. And my buddy's like, huh, I'm proud of you. And I go, for what? And he goes, well, you ran past that purple tank. Most people click on it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. I've played D&D before. I'm not stupid. Really fuck that shit. And he's like, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't because it explodes. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's that probably happens. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really excited for that game. Uh Probably, I would say that's probably the, the new game that I'm the most excited for now. Uh, but, yeah, I, is there anything new that you're excited for, or are you just kind of excited for what you're playing right now? Yeah, like, I, obviously I'm excited for the Dragon Quest Monsters 3, The Dark Prince, comes out, I think, December 1st. It's like a prequel to Dragon Quest 4, starring uh, the villain from Dragon Quest 4, and he's like my favorite villain of all time. So I'm super excited for that. But uh, I'm starting to finally get a little bit excited for um, WrestleQuest. I mean, I, I've been wanting to play it forever, but it's like, you know, when a game, uh, you know about a game for so long and and you know it's coming, but it's still a ways away, so you don't want to, like, get too hyped up for it. Aodin Chronicles. Kinda, yeah, that one, too. Um, I've been kind of like that with a lot of the, with a lot of these games. But now that WrestleQuest is coming closer, I'm pretty excited for that. And um, they just did a, a news dump on um, Infinity Strash, the uh, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die uh, game. So I was reading through that, and I'm a little bit more excited for it now than I was before. Like, it's a it's an action RPG, right? So that's not really my realm of like that's not really like my genre of choice. So I've been kind of not dreading the game, but like. I'm going to play it because I'm a big Dragon Quest guy and I'm going to play it because it's Dragon Quest, but it's like, it's not one of the games that I've been like most looking forward to. But now that I've seen some of the, some of the gameplay, some of the content that they just recently released and stuff, it, it's looking a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I saw like a five second clip of it and it, uh, not to ruin your, your hype, but it kind of reminded me of Dragon Ball Sagas. God damn, it's not that bad. <laughs> Nothing's that bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's very. I know what you mean though, where it's like you're like in this like smaller area and you just like beat all the enemies and then right. do like an objective and then move to the next mission. Like it definitely kind of gives off that vibe. Um, but I'm I'm actually uh, in the process of working on a video with um, a guy. I don't want to I don't want to say his name yet, but. He's a he's another Dragon Quest YouTuber, kind of a newer one, and he's a huge Adventure of Die fan, and he's he's been looking forward to Infinity Strash like big time. Like his this is like his number one looking forward to game. So I'm gonna be doing a video with him talking about like why we should be looking forward to it, like what's 
what what are some of the reasons we should be playing this game and what what's what's the what's the hype like why why is he so hyped for it and stuff like yeah. that so that's cool i think yeah, it's you... gonna get more people maybe interested in it or seeing seeing why it's gonna be a good time so yeah you've been doing quite a few collaborations lately yeah yeah i got that one i got another collab i'm working on as well i gotta do the vocal work for that quick too in case my voice craps out but it's uh uh, another person invited me to do it's like the top top 10 female jrpg villains i think is what it is so uh spoiler alert my choice uh is altimesia so i'll be uh, fair enough doing that one did we just find a way to slip final fantasy 8 in here again <laughs> into every podcast every episode so yeah. far i think it, maybe even episode one i'm not really sure probably but uh well now that we're done talking about that we have a we have a a different topic that it. it... My foot cramping. <laughs> Your foot's cramping. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're good. We're good. Holy fuck, that hurt. Uh. So. Uh. <laughs> wow. Way to derail. <laughs> but uh. So. Tournament arcs. Now we have not really talked about anime on this. Uh on this podcast yet i don't think maybe a little bit oh, well. in the maybe a little bit in the dragon ball z type way but when you brought this up to me i it's funny because you know you think the first thing you would immediately think of would be like the world tournament from dragon ball right but i actually had a more recent example in mind uh when i thought about this and it was a show that you and i have to tell this story because if it wasn't for you i never would have found this show because I've been looking for it for 20 fucking years. I know you, what you're talking about. And you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's... So, I'll tell the story, and then I'll tell you exactly what the anime is. Because some people may even be able to tell what it is from my description. So, when I was a kid, I was watching, I believe it was Adult Swim or Toonami or something. Toonami, like it would have been, yeah. would have been Toonami, okay. Yeah. And all I remembered was that there was, like, this large battle with a giant green Gundam. And the main character had to fight against his brother. And I didn't know what the Gundam series was. So I kept looking, I kept doing research, I kept trying to find it, and I could not find it. I kept asking people. They didn't know. I mean, know. there's only like 500 different <clears throat> Gundam series. Right. So. You know, right. <laughs> you know, and so I kept asking people, I kept asking the anime community, I kept asking Gundam fans, like, could not figure it the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how we got on the subject, but you were, wa I was watching you stream, and I think you're, uh, you have a soundbite command called Take This. Yeah, take and this. it and it's it's Domon Kashu. My love, my heart, and all yeah. my yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's Domon Kashu, and he's screaming that right. And I'm like, my love, my anger, and all my sorrow. That's and I, and I and I fuck it. I was like, okay, what's that from? And you're like, oh, that's from G Gundam. And I'm like, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's just this anime where like there's like, and I was I was like, wait a minute, maybe you'll know because you're a big Gundam fan. So I was like, hey, what's this anime with like this giant green Gundam and like he's fighting his brother? And you're That's like the god or devil Gundam. And you're like, oh, it's the it's the dark Gundam. And I was like, Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's been 20 fucking years, and it took this guy to fucking tell me that it was fucking G Gundam. 
which has a super cool tournament arc in it. Dude, the whole thing is basically a tournament arc. Yeah, basically. Except it's for uh, the end, the end kind of shit gets off the rails a bit, but and it was or no, it, it's not the whole thing, right? Because like it at first, he's like just looking for his brother, right? I think like it's been a long time. Uh, since I I want to say I I just watched it not too long ago, but I think it was he was. His a, brother stole the 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 dark gun. Yeah, it's 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 a subplot within a subplot kind of thing. Yeah, and then he ends he up going is, to the tournament to find. Well, his I think the something. main tournament at the end is like a fine is like what top eight or something like that. I think the tournament itself is just challenging all the countries before right, that. Right, right. It's like the most of the show. Right, he's challenging yeah. Gundams from other countries to try to find his brother. Yeah. So I think like there's a kind of a semi-tournament arc inside of a tournament arc. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes full tournament arc. But I have to thank Corey, because if it wouldn't have been for him, I probably still would be searching for that fucking show. And I wasn't going to watch 900 different Gundam anime to try to find this fucking show. But I mean, most, most of them are good. I was <laughs> I was getting kind of desperate, because I was like, God damn it, I want to watch this show, because it was I remember it being good. Yeah, and it is good. Yeah, it is really good, but it is—it's like the most shonen. Oh yeah, mecha anime. It's the I think only—it's the only one like that. Other than maybe there's uh there's the Gundam Build Fighter, and it's they take like Gundam models basically, and then there's like this program that lets them like pilot them in battle. Oh, okay. And it's kind of similar. Like even the main character's uh like mobile suit is the is like a. A uh, modified version of the of like the strike or the what the fuck's the gun the first Gundam in uh, G Gundam called? There's the God Gundam, the uh, Shining Gundam. Shining, Shining Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because like I am not a huge Mecha anime fan. Like yeah. I like Evangelion. Obviously, yeah, I liked yeah. G Gundam, but I I never really was a big Mecha anime fan. Now I will say the thing that I really liked about uh g gundam 2 was that they didn't like sit in a cockpit you know they didn't yeah, they were use, like the, they wore like the, the suit the suit yeah yeah and i i did like that like later on in the show they never really addressed it early on but like later on in the show if the if the bonding process fucked up like it could kill them and so i i did i thought that was a really cool concept like the suit controls the gundam if they take damage to the Gundam, they take they damage. They take damage, yeah. Like it's it's like almost biometrically connected to them. Yeah. the The craziest is when like when like a mobile suit's like head or something gets ripped off, and they're just like fucking screaming because they can. It feels like their own head got ripped off, basically, yeah. and stuff. And um, uh, <clears throat> so I I really enjoyed that show for a lot of reasons, but I did think that 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 one aspect was really cool. The the thing about G Gundam too is like. It's when it's serious, it's really good. But when it's not serious, it's just as good. Like it's right. It's fucking ridiculous. Like um, Master Gundam has Funsaki, his fucking horse, and his horse is in a, one of those suits too. And it's a horse inside the cockpit. It's like, <laughs> and he's like riding. He's like stands on the back of the horse like this. He's like cross armed. The undefeated oh, of the East. Yeah, Master Asia, the undefeated in the East, dude. And I I love like that. They made it like almost the entire show. They were like, "Oh, Domon can only use the burning fingers with one hand," 
So he's right. got to like set up that one hand to do the final blow or whatever. And yeah. then like later on in the show, they just throw you a curveball and he's like, he, he kind of, I think he kind of fakes it. And then he goes with the other hand and does it and like destroys yeah. the Gundam and it's really cool. But I love how like the hand it like opens up and like the vents and stuff like right. when he does like oh man or when he Gundam's so good and when he goes like isn't he what's the I don't remember the transformation that he goes through is it like it's, it's oh yeah the super mode yeah it's gold colored <laughs> but I can't remember yeah. what it's called yeah it's just called the super mode yeah it's basically like he fucking went super saiyan you know yeah. And, uh, but it was a really good tournament arc. Um, what would you, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? I'm sure, I'm sure I already know. Yeah, it's, it would be Dragon Ball. Um, but, uh, definitely like for me, my number one in all of, in all of like for anime wise anyways, in all of like anime and all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and everything is that world tournament in the original Dragon Ball when, Goku fights Tien, and That's like a good Tien, one. Tien's the only one that can fly. Tien's like a teenager. Goku's still a kid, and the and they're fighting, and they're like so even. But Tien blows up the ring, and as anyone who knows anything about tournament, the world tournament in Dragon Ball, if you go out of the ring, you get a ring out and you lose, right? So Goku's ha- trying to have to fight Tien without touching the ground because the 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 ring is destroyed so he's constantly they they were very close like tien was like maybe a little stronger but may or maybe a little weaker than him but then tien and this is why i love dragon ball so much more than z and gt and super is because there's so much more like strategy and technique right. and stuff to, to to like winning like to to the combat and they, stuff they can't just out scream each other and and exactly get, get more power i got a new form now i can win right they always there was always like a reason why or they'd have to adapt a new a new technique or a new um a new strategy in order to to beat them and it that's a perfect showcase of it because tien probably would have lost to goku but he blows up the the ring and Goku has to expend all that power because it's not until Z where everyone can fly. Only Tien and Chaosu can fly in, in original Dragon Ball. So Goku is constantly firing Kamehameha's at the ground to, to, to use that pressure to keep him in the air. So he'll like fire a Kamehameha, fight, start falling, fire another Kamehameha, and he ends up losing. And it's like, it's so good because... A lot of a lot of like, especially shown in anime, the hero always wins no matter what. Like he always finds a way to yeah. pull it out. But in in Dragon Ball, that's not always the case. And that's like, to me, that that whole that tournament is like the perfect example of like the good guy doesn't always win. Um, but that's not the important part. The important part is like he gave his best and showing showing like how he went out of his way to try and win. And like, everyone was like, all his friends were like, they weren't disappointed in him. Like it's, it, and, and I think the reason tournament arts, um, so many people like them is because no matter what, whether you're like a jock or you're just some, some nerdy guy like us, you've all, you've participated in some kind of a tournament in at some point in your life, whether it was like track and field as a child or what. And it's just like, all those like emotions that you kind of remember experiencing are on display with like all the characters and stuff. Like even, even if you weren't in the, any tournaments, you know how it feels when like your friends up next, you know what I mean? And it's like, and Dragon Ball does such a good job with that because you've got like, you've got like Krillin and Yamcha 
who are participating in the tournaments and you're cheering for them just as much as you are, if not more than you're cheering for Goku. Cause you want to yeah. see how far they're going to make it. Well, too, it's right? like, it's like karate kid. Like, yeah, you know, the, end, that's, the I whole think that's, end of that too. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why that movie is so popular is because like you see him progress as he goes through the tournament, it's like a really cool like setup and scene and stuff. Yeah, so, well, even like montage the preliminaries, right? right. It's just like it's a fucking great montage, right? Probably one of the best montages like of all time. Yeah, like well, especially with the accompanying song. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's, it's the like best around. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> uh, it even says so. But <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny because like I love tournament arcs and it's something that I if an anime has one or it is based on one, I always really love it. Yeah. Like there's a show and I can't remember the full title of it. It's like something Ragnarok. And, uh, it's basically about humans versus gods. Basically like the gods are fighting these humans in a tournament to see who's, who the best is. And I I don't remember what the premise of the tournament is or what the result will be if the gods win or the humans win or whatever. I think it's like freedom for the humans or something like that. I don't remember right off the top of my head. I haven't finished the show. I only watched like one episode, but I thought it was a really cool concept that it was just a tournament show, like a full show about a tournament. Yeah. And like, it explains like the gods and their history and stuff like that as like a precursor to the fight. And then it like explains the human and what they did in life and and how they ended up here and were they you know were they good? So or... it gives the backstory on like each character as they their fight approaches or right. during the fight kind of thing. Right. It's actually not bad. I think you would probably maybe enjoy it. I know you're not like a huge anime guy, but but yeah, Dragon Ball is one where I agree with you too because Dragon Ball is one of those where like. It's the sense of adventure that Goku's going on, like, knowing yeah. that he is not always the best in the world. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, GT, Goku yeah. always comes out on top. Goku always no ends, matter up, what. ends up He'll the winner. Or and, and that's... Even in Cell, like, I I have never been a Gohan fan, and, and the... This, the whole Cell Games thing really killed the kind of Dragon Ball Z for me, because it was like, okay, like... Everything was like the whole Frieza thing was fucking awesome, like phenomenal. Right. The 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 Saiyan <laughs> saga, the Frieza thing, really good. I even really like the Android thing because like the androids are just laying waste to all of them. Like there's nothing they can do about it. Right. And and it gives some of the. I think another thing I don't like so much about Z and uh, and Super and and stuff like that is. I really like the the humans. Like Yamcha is like my favorite Dragon Ball character. Uh, him and him and like Trunks. But I I like in Dragon Ball like it's always focusing on like the whole cast of characters. But in Z it's really like Goku, Gohan, Vegeta, and that's like all you ever kind of really see. And um, when it when it went like Goku kind of lost to Cell there, and then all of a sudden Gohan can just transform and win like. That's the kind of stuff that really kind of burnt me when it came to to Z, especially later on. The thing that uh, the thing that I, so for me with Gohan, it was told from the beginning that he always had that potential. That yeah, so like, he was all. I like, mean, even what he did to Raditz, right? Right. That's exactly yeah. when it started. Raditz kidnapped him. He harmed Goku, and and Gohan freaked out, 
yeah. it was the highest registered power level that Raditz had seen from that young of a child. And, I mean, he did actual damage to Raditz. Yeah. So but nobody else really could. Yeah, from a young age, Gohan was always set up to be the next Goku. Yeah, well then, the rumor that I had read or had heard was that Toriyama's editor at the time didn't believe that Gohan could carry the show, or the manga, so he basically told Toriyama that he had to keep Goku as the main character, because that's who everybody recognized, that's who everybody wanted to see win, blah blah blah, but in reality, like, a lot of fans like me, I really wanted to see that transition, to Gohan being the guy, because yeah. we'd already seen, you know, that many years of Goku. Like, we needed that true. upgrade. That's true. I think, um, I remember uh, reading somewhere that Z was actually supposed to be centered, yeah, around Gohan and, like, his growth and stuff. Which makes sense, because Dragon Ball was about a kid, right? A kid, like, exploring the world, essentially, and, and interacting with new <coughs> people and helping them. And, uh... No, it wasn't about saving the world, basically, right? It was about, it was, was kind of like, I'm going to sound like uh, whatever here, but it's kind of like Dragon Quest where you're, it's it's like, he's just going from place to place and coming across people and helping them, like, at every opportunity. Well, and, and the thing is, he, like, his adventure grows. I know, I know eventually, like, the story has to progress and everything, and, like, the stakes have to get higher and higher and higher and stuff like yeah. that, and I understand that. But I, I agree, though, that I, like, Dragon Ball felt like there was no, other than the Red Ribbon Army, which did get kind of stale. It dragged, yeah. Uh, there was no, like, giant world-ending threat, right? Like, you, no one thought that Goku was going to have to transform into a Super Saiyan. Save the world. To save the world because someone was going to try to blow it up, or someone was, some yeah. intergalactic demon was trying to fuck, like... And, and don't get me wrong, I love Dragon Ball Z, I love Same. I love Frieza, Cell, I, I think they're really good villains, um, I'm kind of mixed on Majin Buu, but... Yeah, uh, I don't like, I, don't, I did not like the Buu song yeah, I, I'm kinda, at all. I didn't like what they did to Gohan, but that's... Hey, so this is kind of, this is kind of funny, because like, when it was like airing and stuff, like when I was like a teenager, when Dragon Ball Z was airing like that, that part with like the great Saiyaman and stuff... I fucking hated it so much. And I, I was like, too. this is garbage. But now as an adult, I, dude, I love the great Saiyan man stuff. Cause it's so fucking like, Campy. if I, if, if I was Gohan, if I, if I had the powers of like a half Saiyan, I would do the same fucking shit. Like <laughs> I, I would, I would be like the cheesiest, like superhero, like common rider knockoff character. And like I would just ham it up, like make it so cheesy too. Dude, it's it's. It, I have grown to appreciate it more now, but I always wonder what could have been, because because like they kind of cucked uh, Gohan anyway in the Boo Saga, even after Great Saiyan Man, because they were like, oh, we're gonna unlock your hidden potential for seven episodes, but then immediately the episode after, Boo's gonna absorb gonna you, and discarded. it's gonna it's gonna yeah. have been fucking pointless, and Goku's gonna win anyway. Like, well, that's what happens to all the characters after. I know, after and that's Ball. the great thing about Dragon Ball is because, yeah. like, like you said, it's about the human characters fighting alongside this this non-human 
mystical creature guy, basically. Right. He's based off of like Son Goku, like Sun Wukong, right? Like the Chinese mythology yeah. character. But so, um, yeah, it's like it's like they focused on the characters more, and then every character besides Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan, and Piccolo for the most part, got thrown to the wayside like they were nothing and they were just support characters and it's like it makes no all really good characters right and to me it makes no sense for like yamcha tn chaozu etc to be fighting the androids who can't even be bothered by goku and vegeta right like that though that was that was one of my that was probably so my favorite part in in uh, Z is obviously like the whole the end of like the whole like Frieza saga stuff. Like I think I think people today watching it watching it after it's been originally aired will never understand what it was like to experience Goku go Super Saiyan and stuff like that because yeah. now it's like oh he's just Super Saiyan. What about Super Saiyan three? What about Super Saiyan Blue? What about Super Saiyan Rose? But Back then, there was nothing. There was no Super Saiyan, right? Dude, that People, was... You the, had, you had was Vegeta the... saying, ha ha, bitch, I'm a Super Saiyan. But, like, he wasn't. But nobody knew what a Super Saiyan was. So Vegeta just knew he was strong as fuck, right? So he was like, he was like, it's me, baby. I'm the Super Saiyan. Back off, sugar tits. And Frieza, <laughs> Frieza was like, but what if he is? Oh, my goodness. And then he just beat, beat the shit out of him, but... And then when Goku finally did it and it and it was like a real thing and it was like a change in the character and a change in the way he looked and a massive change in his power, like that was a huge fucking deal. Now, in Canada, now I have to ask this, this is really important to the overall feel of that scene, because did you guys have the Bruce Falconer? Yeah, we did, yeah. Fucking everything. A. Holy shit. For everything. Great. Because we did too, and it made that scene Oh yeah, dude. You mean the you mean the Spanish trumpets wouldn't have done it for you, <laughs> dude? The I the, love the I love the Japanese soundtrack as well, uh, especially in like the movies and stuff, yeah. like some of the movies and stuff. But yeah, no, certain moments you had to have the the North American. See, soundtrack. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot used uh, um the uh, no the original Japanese stuff. Oh, okay. So like the head shell off uh, theme yeah, song yeah. that was that was for Kakarot. Uh, but I think one of my most hype moments in that show was besides Super Saiyan one was the Bruce Falconer score for Super Sa- for uh, Super Saiyan three because that scene where he fucking freaks out and like the glass shatters and like his planet comes into view and like he's a baby and then he's spinning around and then he turns into the giant ape and then all of a sudden like it snaps back to Goku and he's got that fucking long ass hair yeah. and the, the rock guitar is going and the clouds are fucking freaking out. And like right. all this yeah, shit, dude, yeah. it was so His goddamn soundtrack was so good, dude. The, yeah, the best dude, I used to burn the, the perfect cell theme from Bruce Faulkner. I used to burn it on like CDs and stuff all the time. Cause it was nice. so fucking good. It's a fucking hype. It's a gym hype fucking song for sure. Oh man. The, dude, the, the other thing is like, uh, speaking of like the Boo saga, like how disappointing it was. Like Goku does the Super Saiyan three, and then no- does nothing with it. Nothing right. comes from it. It's just oh my god, the Boo saga sucked ass. There, there are so many times where that show introduced new mechanics, and then was like, yeah, we're just never going to use this again. Now yeah. they did kind of, they did it with Go Tanks, but 
Dude, again, I love Gotenks. Again, Gotenks got absorbed and it yeah, did nothing. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I gotta say, like when you were earlier when you were saying how I get it, they have to always scale the power higher. I disagree because um, in in Dragon, I love Dragon Ball Super. First of all, but in Dragon Ball Super, one of my favorite parts was um, when it was just like there was like a, a little a short. I think it was like two or three episodes where i can't remember what, what what they were looking for but it was trunks and goten and they had to find something and bring it back or something and they just had like this little adventure and yeah. I, honestly that's like the best like anything with like trunks and goten when they're kids just fucking around is honestly the best stuff in yeah in, in the z movies in z and in super is I honestly feel like, like my favorite stuff i feel like super did a really good job of like bringing back characters and making them relevant Same. like yeah Master Roshi in the yeah. tournament in the in yeah. the in the uh the super tournament Turn, yeah tournament of power tournament of power yeah Roshi was actually relevant yeah Gohan was actually relevant Piccolo you know all of them Android seventeen he's the one that right. ended up winning the whole damn right. thing you know like yeah it was they did a good they did a really good job I liked I like super probably more than Z if you if you take the entirety of Z because you got to keep in mind that. The Boo Saga is over half of fucking Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's long as fuck. Yeah, if you take all of Super and all of Z and base it on quality as as a whole, I gotta I gotta say Super is better, honestly. Dude, one of the most hype moments though in Super for me was when Trunks went fucking ape shit. And yeah, like and, the, like future Trunks. Yeah, and yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, that was so awesome. The Goku killed, Black. Yeah, kinda, the Go- yeah. yeah, the Goku Black arc. Yeah, that was the whole. Honestly, super, super did an amazing job. Uh, they are bringing it back, apparently. Yeah, it's I think they're. Back yeah, shortly. there should be. Uh, they're fighting Moro, which is a uh, like a space wizard type guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I haven't uh, read any of the manga for for Super, but yeah, Tournament of Power was dope because it was like it that was, was another the... really good tournament arc. And and right. my favorite thing is when the, when it's a tournament arc. With special like terms and conditions, you know what I mean. I really like that too. Um, Dragon Quest um, is another is like a series that does like big tournament arcs every now and then. Dragon Quest Four, the whole like purpose of um, Princess Selena's journey is because she wants to. She's like this princess, so her Kate, her dad is like, oh, stay in your room and be a princess. But she's like this tomboy. She's like a martial artist, so she punches a hole through her wall and escapes. And she wants to participate in the tournament in Endor. And like her whole chapter is to get there. And then she fights in the tournament and all that. And it's just, it's just so well done and awesome. Once you finally get there, it like caps off that chapter. And then Dragon Quest Eleven has a tournament arc. And it's, they have, Dragon Quest is really good at like referencing pop culture things. So first of all, the tournament is called the Masked Martial Arts Tournament. So it's an MMA tournament. And the uh, the location is in the city called Octagonia, like the the yeah. UFC, the Octagon, right? And it's like there's so many like little little references like that. But then the whole catch, I love when tournaments have have like a special terms or a special a special catch. And the catch for for the uh, mass martial arts tournament is a everyone's got to wear a mask, and b um, you everybody who enters, so like all your party members, like Eric and like your party members like all all enter it, Silvando and all that. 
but you're randomly paired with another person and it's 2v2 battles the whole way through. The main character ends up being partied with like not somebody from your party. So you play through like the tournament, you fight Eric and his partner and Sylvando and oh, his. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's like, it's, it's probably one of the best video game tournament arcs there is. But another one I really remembered was... Um, you you said you did play Legend of Dragoon. Oh no, you you quit early on in Legend of Dragoon, right? Yeah, Legend of Dragoon had a really good. It was really short, but it was a really good tournament arc. And it, and it was like you get to the. I always like, and a lot of people hate this, but I always like when you get to like the finals of the tournament and you meet one of like the villains of the game, and they just fucking body you. Like I kind of <laughs> I kind of like that because it's like you you're feeling like pretty powerful because you beat all these tough guys. You're in the finals. And then you just get fucking bodied by like the guy that's kind of the the main villain, or it's your first time meeting this guy, and you end up finding out he's kind of like one of the main villains and stuff. I always love that too. I uh, it's funny because like you know you can't exclude a tournament arc without, uh, or you can't talk about a, tur- a tournament arc without having uh, Yu Yu Hakusho in there too. I've never I never really watched like a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho. But I do remember the tournament arc, and it was fucking... That was an epic fucking tournament. Yeah, it was really one. good. Also, another good one, and and we were talking about power scaling earlier, and this is one of the best power scaling things I can think of that I, I really enjoy, uh, that, that feels natural, but doesn't feel like they have to keep upping the stakes, you know? And that's Hunter Hunter. Okay. Have you watched Hunter Hunter? No, I've I've never. I know who the like. I know that there's a character called Gone. That's about all I know. Yeah, his name is Gone. Uh, He's got like, oh, is that like? That's all I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Gone. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really cool because like he goes to this. It's like a tower, basically. It's like this. Okay. Uh, it's like the skyscraper, and it's literally like floor by floor, and you have to win fights to go up each floor. And so, like, the higher floor you get, the more money you start making and the more power you have. Like, not not power, but, like, pull, I guess you'd say. It's power. Like, yeah. And uh, it's it's really cool because, like, Gon's just this kid, you know? And he has no... Like, he's he's already strong because he's lived in nature his whole life. He goes fishing. He, does, you know, does all these things. Well, he goes and he learns about this special power called Nen. Well, then he starts learning to try to use it. Well, everybody at this tournament, or at least a lot of people, know how to use Nen, and everybody's Nen ability is different. So, like, uh, Hisuka is one of the guys. He has an ability where uh, it basically sticks to people like gum, and he can, like, attach it to something and launch launch it at them, and they can't avoid it because it's stuck to them. Okay. So like every character has their own ability, right? And it's it's yeah. really cool how it works and it, they actually use strategy to try to figure out how to use how their ability. Use, okay, yeah, that makes sense. To to be the best way to be a nen user. So like uh it's been so long since I watched it. And to like beat beat their opponents ability right, too, right? Right. They have to think about what their opponent's ability is. And their own ability and how they can use that ability to counteract the ability that their that their opponent has. Yeah. So it's not okay. all about like 
there are characters that are more powerful than each other. Like, I'm not going to say yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but it's because they've had extended training. Like one guy's an, uh, a trained assassin. His whole family is assassins. That's what he does. Uh, he can transform into anybody he wants, like visually. Okay. Um, he can, there's also a few things he can do, but, uh, it's a really cool power system, but that tournament arc that they have is actually really cool too. Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of cool. How they all have like a, an equal, like an equal but different kind of power, and they figure right. out ways to because uh, it because it goes back to that whole Dragon Ball thing where it's like it's <sighs> it's kind of like a bit of a chess match instead of a power a pa- like a big just get more power kind of thing match. Right? right, it's not like an ass pull where you're like, oh, I I have this new ability now that no one ever heard of or knows about. Yeah, yeah. at least with like. So at least with Super Saiyan 1 for Goku and Vegeta, like, intense emotional trauma caused Goku's, right? Yeah. And Vegeta... Basically, rage was what caused his, right. wasn't it? Vegeta, yeah, rage at the death of Krillin. Well, no, 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 but, but Vegeta's was Vegeta, kind of rage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, so Vegeta was on that, that, that comet or that moon or whatever, and he had all these like meteors coming at him and it was either I become a super saiyan and I destroy this or I die or I die. And out of survival and rage and just pure, he he'd given up on ever beating Goku. Like he was done. He was shamed as a, as a saiyan warrior and he fucking flipped out and flipped the switch and boom, super saiyan. Like, there was a trigger for it, right? Yeah, that's true. They couldn't just do it. They had to Right. They had to meet conditions in order to do it. And then early. and then Super came along. And then Super was like Vegeta was trying to train that 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 one kid, I can't think of his name. And he's like, "Oh, all you have to do is just focus your energy in your back." And then Oh yeah, that was kind of dumb. And I was I never like thought of that. I was I like, "You just lowered that the greatest transformation in the history of Dragon Ball. Yeah. To... But they kind of lowered it, I think, before that. Like, in Z, where they could just, all of a sudden, everybody can go, like, Super Saiyan 2, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, so... And the they thing could do it at any time. The thing with Super Saiyan 2, though, was that they did it through intense training in the hyperbolic time chamber. That's true. That's and, true. And it they actually... They actually showed the them them training. Whereas, like... This kid was like, "Oh, all you got to do is this, bloop," and then he does it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and yeah, he did take some like rage and a little bit to to do it, but then he was just able to teach the other two girls to yeah, do it, right and it away, was and it was it. like, what the fuck? You just literally took Shit the most all over, yeah, right. You just took the most, the greatest transformation maybe in anime history, yeah, and just. For sure the most recognizable. Maybe not the best in history, because I don't really know if you could make that claim. You probably could. But I would definitely say the most popular transformation ever. And then you then you narrowed it down to just oh the most iconic. Yeah. Right. The most iconic, I would say. Gone actually has a transformation later in the show that is based off rage and and sadness. And it's fucking epic, dude. but okay. that shows you just how little transformations are kind of a thing, right? Utilized, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. thing; it's, it's so overutilized now. Um, well, it's it's a it's a staple of the genre. Like, yeah, everybody expects now, yeah. transformations 
ended up like they became the staple of every shonen after that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that just kind of is what it is. I always preferred like uh instead of transformations when they'd like learn a new technique and stuff. Like I know Dragon Ball did that as well, but like you look at uh, did you ever watch like uh Ruroni Kenshin? I think it's called Samurai a little X bit. here. It was like a really good show too and it was he would like learn like a, a new technique and then he'd have to figure out a way to like utilize it against certain guys and stuff. Right. And, and uh, that Dragon Quest Adventure of Die is kind of like that. But Adventure of Die definitely gets into that bullshitty. Um, I have a move you've never heard of. Now I can win. <laughs> like it definitely gets into that a lot, unfortunately. But There's... Tension was good for not doing that. Like he would like train to like learn these moves and then figure out ways he could use it against like his opponents and stuff. That's kind of why I like Demon Slayer, too, is because Demon Slayer does that where uh, Tanjiro has to learn these abilities that he's doing. He doesn't just know them. He doesn't just, like, ass-pull them. He has to learn them. And there's uh, another show, and I, I know it's it's a very popular show. I'm kind of middle of the road on it. I've seen every episode of it, and I enjoy it, but it's not what I would call one of my favorites and that's my hero academia. Like, so a lot of the world is, is born with what they call quirks and they're basically just superpowers. Like it's based, it's like a superhero show, Oh, but there's one specific power. It's called all for one. And it's basically, it gets passed down from user to user to user over okay. the years and every time it gets passed down it it keeps the power of the person that had it before so it gets exponentially like more powerful as right it gets passed but down. the person doesn't necessarily have access to all of those powers they have to unlock them right oh okay so the main character is deku and he, well, Izuku Midoriya, but he, he's called Deku. But he has this power all for one because he gets, he was born quirkless. He has no powers at all. Okay. So he has been waiting for his powers to awaken and they just never will, right? Well, All Might is like the big, num- he's the number one hero. They're kind of have a ranking system for heroes, like All Might's number okay. one. Is he the? Is he like the guy? He's got like a superhero costume and like the blonde hair. Right. I've yeah. Seen yeah that guy. That's all I've mine. Seen he's that played guy. by Christopher oh, okay. Sabat, actually. Oh, really? Like Vegeta? That's Vegeta yeah. and Piccolo, right? Yeah, and the the dragon. Oh, he does the dragon too. Yeah, he does Shenron. That's uh, funny. I didn't know that. So he's played. Uh, he he's the number one hero. There's like a ranking system. The number one hero is always the one that like everybody wants to be saved by, right? Right. Well, in a society full of superheroes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And supervillains. But and there's also a place it's called the League of Villains. And oh, so okay. there's high schools dedicated to superheroes where they hone their powers, they learn about being heroes, they learn about how it works and stuff like that. Well, Deku doesn't have any powers. He's born without him. Well, All Might ends up giving him his powers. He sees potential in him. He knows he's willing to work hard for it. He's trying to prepare his body so that he can he can handle having a quirk. Because people that are born with it can typically handle their quirk once they've had some training. 
if they're naturally born with it, they just grow up with it, and it's like they've always had it, you know, and they don't. Okay. It doesn't bother them to have it. But if you put a quirk into somebody's body that that is not prepared for it, it can wreak really bad damage on them. Okay. So he is preparing Deku to take on the power. Well, over the course of the story, Deku starts unlocking more powers. So at first, he unlocks All Might's powers. Well, then, as the show goes on, he unlo- he unlocks the ability to like use these these black whips that come out almost like Spider Man. There's other powers that he unlocks, but he has trouble controlling them. And it's not just some like ass pull, like oh, I have this ability no one knew about. No, right, it's, right, right. it's established that that ability exists. He just hasn't unlocked it yet. It's kind of an interesting way to go about it that doesn't like just feel like an ass pull. Like sometimes it does, and then other times it doesn't. Yeah, but, there's lead up to it. There's lead up <clears throat> to it usually. Right, and then they have like they do have their own tournament arc, which is cool. But I like the show, but it's it definitely season one and season six are definitely its best two seasons. But I I wouldn't mind recommending it. the The fandom online, however, is fucking intense. They love that shit. I've seen some of the characters, but that's about it. Like I'm I'm very picky when it comes to I mean honestly gaming and anime. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do like very much of that, like anime cringe. It, it really puts me off. And that's why like, I usually, for the most part, like just stick to like eighties and nineties anime. Cause it's, yeah. it's, there's a difference. There's like a, there's like a, a, a line between like charm and cringe and like somewhere in the two thousands, it, <laughs> it started getting crossed all the time. I like, uh, speaking of eighties and nineties, I really like, uh, Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw oh. Star. Cowboy Bebop is god tier. The problem with Outlaw Star is I saw Cowboy Bebop first and was yeah. expecting it to be the same quality, and so I I think I saw like four episodes and I was like, yeah, this sucks. But I, I'm sure if I would have watched that first, maybe I wouldn't have thought that. But Rewatch it because it's really really good. Cowboy Bebop is so good, like one of the best. Now there is some time. anime cringe in the show I'm about to talk about, but I love Tenji Muyo. Dude, that was a good one. That was a. I remember liking that back in the day. That's a really good show. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember liking it. Um, I uh, Ryoko. another one that another one that has a really good tournament arc though is actually Yu Gi Oh when they go to the uh, oh right yeah with, yeah with the, with the bracelets and stuff right. And How could gotta, I forget that the star chips? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was really good. And you Although, never knew who was going to, like, move on and who was going to The gonna fucking assholes, though, in that show. Oh, all constant, constant. You know, what, you know what really bothered me about that show? And this is going to sound like such a weeb fucking thing to say, but what really bothered me in that show is that, like... And, and Pokemon does the same shit, and it bugs the fuck out of me. They... I, and I know it's an anime, and I know what people are going to say. Oh, it's an anime. It doesn't have to follow the rules. But fuck you. I don't care. So... <laughs> I hate that, like, I'll watch Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I'll, like, I used to play the card game. And, and the 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 rules don't fucking matter in the show. Not at all. No. And, they're, and they're like, oh, I use Karibo and fucking Multiply or whatever the fuck it is. And then it's like, I'm going to put a million Karibos and I could beat Blue Eyes Anything. White Dragon. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Anything. No, you can't. Yeah, I think I think with a lot of the 
the because I think the the battle what is it called Battle City tournament or something like that something like that is like the second or third arc and I don't think the rules actually existed yet like that's where they just started to create like the real card game so I think a lot of that stuff like when people say like oh Yugi just made up like broke the rules made shit up the whole time when he was playing it I mean he did that all the time but that's kind of where they started to establish mm-hmm. rules like because that was where you needed if you were going to summon someone higher than like a four level four card you, you had, had to sacrifice to tribute or yeah. yeah 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 so it was they they started bringing the rules in then and it kind of made it a little bit better but that was such a fucking good story arc because you had you had an established amount of characters and even the ones that were villains were still very established and then just see these some of these villains that like some of the hero characters couldn't beat go on to get decimated by some new character. Like it was always like, Holy shit. Like, who's this guy? Like, I think, I think tournament arcs are always a, a great place to introduce like bit, like powerful new characters and stuff too. It always cracks me up too, because, and we, I didn't touch on this when we talked about dragon ball and I'm a little upset with myself. The fact that Hercule. Oh, he's the best. What what cracks me up now, and I want to say this because I feel like the character himself, while yes, he is com- comic relief, he doesn't get enough credit as an actual martial artist. Everybody, everybody always remembers about him getting you know bitch slapped at the cell games. They always remember how cowardly he was in the face of Majin Buu and all this other stuff at the time. And it's like, dude, he's a human. He's not like Krillin or Tien, who was cr- who was trained by some fucking otherworldly master. Galactic. Yeah, well, like, and they had their powers unlocked by uh, Guru on Namek too, right? Right, and like I, it's so cool to me because there's there's a there's a scene in the Boo Saga, and this is one of the coolest scenes I think in the entire like Boo Saga, and it's where Hercule is watching his daughter fight Spopovich, and Spopovich is like this big hulking monster and Hercule destroyed him like the year before or whatever. Well, now he's got that Majin. Now he's under Bobbity's control, right? Yeah. So now he just fucking flat out destroys Videl. And Hercule's like, how could this guy destroy Videl? I trained her myself and I destroyed him last year. And it shows you this flashback of Hercule winning and it's like he is no, actually legit. He is actually an accomplished martial artist, but people take him as such a joke because yeah, yeah. you see what he is like after when he's the fact. so outmatched. Yeah, when he's right. so unbelievably outmatched. But he's been, you know, it, it's the celebrity thing. Like he thinks he's the greatest in the world, so somebody like Cell, that's all fake. He's never seen <clears throat> he's never seen people use energy balls or fly or anything like that so to him he's just a martial artist who's really good he's a world champion he is literally a world tournament champion i think multiple times actually i think so yeah and like you take him as a joke but if you look at his acumen he's actually a really accomplished martial artist a great guy and yeah he's a great guy and the fact that it's funny to me too because a lot of people except he's a bit of a liar like he's definitely he is definitely down to take credit for anything and everything but if you think about it and i and i want to there's two things i want to say one he did something that no one else could do he tamed majin buu 
Absolutely. Nobody else could have done that. Nobody, everybody wanted to fight him. Everybody saw him as the destroyer of worlds. Nobody wanted to take a chance to figure out if maybe the villain just needed a friend, right? Yeah. Or needed to be taught how well, the it's world works. When he was like hiding and he saw, wasn't it like that dog? He saw kindness. He saw kindness in him with that dog. Like, I remember Hercule was like hiding and Majin Buu had like this kindness for that dog. And then Hercule was just like, okay, there's something, there's something in there. Right. Like, he's not this. And it's like, people don't take into account that Hercule is like the only guy that was like, I'm a martial artist, but there's a way to do this without fighting. Even like, originally his plan was to, to try to blow him up with a rocket or, or, you know, kill yeah. him. Right. But then he's like, wait, if I can keep him from killing people, isn't that just as good as beating him? If not, it ends up being better because he right. fucking recruits him, basically, right. to help. And then the other thing is, like, you know, he's one of those characters where, like, he ended up being important when things really mattered. He's not just comic relief. He's not yeah. just that guy that lied, or he's not... And the other thing, too, and actually this reminds me, I'm glad that you said the lying thing. He react. Look at how he reacted when he found out that these people existed. Yeah, he was pretty uh, depressed. Yeah. Well, it's not even depressed. He was so shocked by it. He was so, like, weirded out by it that these people are real. And then he's like, if you think about it, and I want to say that this is true, but I can't remember off the top of my head. They allowed him to take credit for it. Yeah, so they could kind of remain like anonymous. So, yeah, stuff. so they could remain anonymous because Gohan yeah. would never have a quiet Been able life. To grow up, yeah, and right. Like go to school and yeah. Hercule yeah, yeah. kind of took the the brunt of they, that as the world champion and said, "I defeated Cell. I don't know who these losers are." Blah blah blah. Yeah, and then later became friends with them. Right. Well, then I yeah. want to say. Later on in the show, there's a moment where he purposely takes credit again, but it's because of that reason. Now, I don't think the first time he did it was for that reason. But if you thought about it, if you knew that there were these like super human beings that had these powers that could blow up a planet, would you really want the general public to know? Yeah, or or would you believe that these guys exist, or would you believe that fucking GSP was the one that beat Cell? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like if we're talking like in the real world, if, right. if some creature called Cell came, are you gonna believe that these fucking these guys that are using like these special effects and stuff? Because that's what Hercule said, right? He said they're using right. like smoke and mirrors, special effects. Right? Are these guys the ones that beat them, or when the TVs all went out? The dust settles, and uh, GSP is the only one still standing there. Who are you gonna think? You know what I mean? Like it was, it was the the best martial artist, of, right? Uh, and now, granted, he was a little over the top, you know, ha ha ha, you know, and all yeah, that. Yeah, well, because he had that whole like uh, Hulk Hogan kind of persona, right? Right. right. Yeah. He, he was an '80s wrestler. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's 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 really funny to me because like he is the butt of most jokes. Yeah, he is. But there's that little glimmer of of 
of greatness to him. Oh, he is. And he, he's the one, if not for him, because when Goku at the end of uh, Z, really, when Goku needs the energy from Earth to get his power, nobody wants like, to give, give me it to him. Give me all your energy. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, Hercule is like, this is my friend. You need to give, like, you need to give us all your energy. We, it's the only hope, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the only way they beat Boo. Right? Yeah. And if he wasn't there, that probably wouldn't have happened. No, it wouldn't have. And the other thing is one of my favorite parts in Dragon Dragon Ball Super is when Hercules telling the story of how he went Super Saiyan and I can't remember who who he's beating in that story. Was it Beerus? I, I don't think it was remember. maybe the story of how he beat Beerus or something. Because it, it was uh it was after the Beerus like the Battle of God saga, but it was before the Frieza one. And they had a couple like filler episodes and there was like a one or two episodes where Hercules telling like his version of the events and he actually goes like super saiyan in in his story he's got like the blonde <laughs> hair and stuff and I, I thought that was just awesome and everyone's just like oh really and he's like oh yeah <laughs> did, you, did you ever play Budokai yes dude seeing Hercule in all those fighting games was the best because all his moves the way he flew he'd have like a jetpack on his back and he'd like hand them like bombs and stuff like Dude, oh, uh, Budokai 3, I believe it was, uh, had where you could fuse with Hercule. Yeah, Gokul. Yeah, it Goku. was so and he had, awesome. he had, like, b- big bald spot here, but he had, like... I want to say oh, he could man. fuse with, like, Dende or Piccolo, too, and he would become, like, half Namek, but with, like, a fro. Oh, yeah. I, I know I know he could do Goku, but I, did, I don't know about the other... I haven't done the other one, but... Yeah, I feel like there's several that you can do with him. Maybe not several, but there's quite a few that you can do with him. But, oh fuck! Yeah. I love I love him in those games so much, dude. I I actually really I didn't used to like that character. I was like, who's this fucking idiot? But then, yeah, same. Like when it was airing, I didn't. But like then you like all. you look at the character and you're like, okay, I kind of like adult, this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. As an adult, you can kind of appreciate him for who he is and what he brings to the table. Right, and I feel like sometimes I I judge annoying characters a little too quickly. Yeah, and so like. I sometimes go back and I'm like, okay, why was this character annoying? Like, what was the purpose of this character? And yeah, and once you realize what their purpose was, and if they serve that purpose, then it's like, oh, so that that's like what they were meant to be, and they did a damn good job of it. I I love though that even though like Hercule took the took the credit for beating Cell, Vegeta still just doesn't like him. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Just like this phony, you know, blah blah blah. One of my favorite things in the the Budokai games, and I don't remember which one it was, but me and my friends would always fucking laugh because um, we would we would play as him like quite a bit because it was so funny. And um, one of his attacks was called Megaton Punch Attack, and it was a fucking kick. <laughs> and I would always, I would just die laughing. He's like Megaton Punch Attack, and he was like he'd kick him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Wasn't there one where like he? <sighs> Wasn't there like a level three like finisher attack or whatever he had, where he would like twinkle toes up to somebody and then like hand them a hand them a like yeah a, like Wiley Coyote stuff yeah and then hand yeah, them a yeah, bomb yeah. and then just twinkle toes it away. was a present with like a like a yeah. flashing light on it yeah. yeah 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 and then he'd go and like hide away and then it'd blow up in their face when they'd go to open it oh Lucky my god dude those best. games were so good Tenkaichi Four might is uh. Supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. Actually, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Yeah, the, I do too. The thing about those games was like the con- the play style was so weird. 
like like the way you did your attacks was like punch 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 trying like energy blast and then he'd do like the command yeah. like it was super weird like the way well, the uh tenkaichi i don't think was like that i think it was like a menu select not it, i mean oh. it was action but it was menu select your abilities i think if i remember right oh like you hold r2 and then yeah you, i think so okay i don't I remember i've only played head. one of the tenkaichi budokai ones so tenkaichi 3 is probably the best one it has That's the, the only one I've it has the biggest roster it has the you know it's amazing i love that game i actually still have it somewhere dude um, budokai 1 looks fucking ugly today it does. like if you go back and play it it's just brutal i loved though i i loved that it it was a fighting game that replayed the original story yeah and yeah. you would go through it and see all the cool scenes in 3d yeah it, at the time it was cool but now it's like every single game does that yeah so it's like it's always like it's like how many times do i want to play through the fucking dragon ball z story that's where i, I was at a dragon ball game like that where i you know play through all of Dragon Ball. That's where I'm at with Kakarot, though. Like, I really, really liked Kakarot, but I was like, dude, how many times yeah. do I have to play through the entire Z saga? That's why I, yeah, I quit pretty early. But now they added the, uh, they added the Final World Tournament from from Dragon Ball to it as a DLC now. Did they? It's either out now or it's coming out like very soon. From like Dragon one... Ball or from Super. Nope, from Dragon Ball. So oh, it's like shit. it's like when Goku's like an early teen and he goes against uh like Piccolo Jr., aka like who we know as Piccolo today. It's I might like have to the, check that out because I have yeah. the game. So I wanted to like kind of just get that DLC to play just that, but I don't know how the DLC works. Like I don't know if because I'm like super early in the game. Like I think I fought like I think I fought like Nappa. That's the furthest I got uh, in, okay. the, in the story. But I was like, same, same as what you were saying. It's like, do I really want to play through all of Dragon Ball Z again? Like for the 900th time. And the other thing I didn't like is you're pretty much stuck playing as Goku. But most of my characters are like Tien, Yamcha. You yeah. Know what I mean, you can't, can't really play as those guys. So. You get to play as other characters later. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, you That's do. Good. But, uh, there, you know, one thing we haven't, we kind of touched on it with Legend of Dragoon earlier and, and Dragon Quest. Uh, tournaments in video games, though. One of my, and, and this is going to be weird because it's not really weird, but Scarlet and Violet had a tournament mode. That's what I heard, actually. At the end. The end is a tournament to decide the chance, like, you, you fight the Elite Four, you become champion or whatever. Well, then you go back to the school, and there's like a grand champion tournament or whatever, and you, it like you try to win that, whatever you know, and that's like the end of the game. Uh, well, actually, I think there's something after that. I think it's zero zone or something like that. But anyway, that was a cool tournament kind of deal. But Pokemon has always had a tournament, and that's the Elite Four. Like you are exactly, yeah. you know. And, and I always liked how it worked too, because it was like you had to you had to beat them to progress, and then you get, and then you're like, oh, I finally did it, I'm the champ, and then your fucking rivals like, nah, bitch, now you gotta fight me, <laughs> and it's like, fuck, I gave everything I had to get here. So I've been watching the Indigo Indigo League with my son, and I think my favorite episodes of that entire run of Pokemon is the is the Pokemon League. Because, like, you see Ash go through it, and you also see, like, Gary go through it a little bit, and they're, like, facing all these people, and they're... It, it's a really good tournament arc. Because Ash 
doesn't. That's another one. Ash he doesn't never win. Wins. Yeah, he finally yeah. wins later in life. Well, you know, yeah, later yeah. as a ten year old. But yeah, it's like it's every I, episode I, of Pokemon is just one hour. Yeah, <laughs> in Ash's life, basically, the <laughs> yeah. whole, or or it's actually it's real. Pokemon happens in real time, so every episode is a half hour of Ash's <laughs> life, and that's how he's still ten years old at the end. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Pokemon has some really good tournaments. Um, I those are usually my favorite episodes of each season. Is when he yeah, gets yeah, same here actually. Yeah, yeah. like the adventure is kind of like okay, you know. But I like okay, so I watched uh, all of Pokemon Journeys with my kid. Is that Johto Journeys or it's a different one? It's uh, it's a different. It was that one I was telling you about last oh, time. Right, the with, other, yeah, with yeah, yeah, Ash and Go. Well, uh. There's a a tournament called the World Coronation Tournament, and Ash is in it, and it's really, really good. He's also in the Sun and Moon one, and the Sun and Moon one is really good, too. (laughs) You got anything to add? (laughs) No. No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's... it's, uh, <laughs> wow, we're stupid. <laughs> but uh well, I guess since we have nothing else to add. <laughs> I guess we will uh <laughs> start start wrapping this up. Oh my god. Uh I blame the medication. I blame the Rona. Yeah. My throat's starting to hurt, so... Yeah, same, yeah. So this is probably a good place to stop it anyway. But today was an awesome conversation. I'm glad we could finally get this done. Uh, it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was nice doing the, the tournament arc thing. It definitely swayed into more of a Dragon Ball uh, topic, but <laughs> yeah. I love, I fucking love Dragon Ball, so uh, yeah, nothing, you can't go wrong with Dragon Ball, really. Right, and you can't go wrong with tournament arcs, folks. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you can't. Everybody loves it. Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't love a good tournament arc. I don't either. I they're I also my... don't know of very many, if any, bad tournament arcs, to be honest. I, You know, I I don't know. I don't think I've ever... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a bad tournament arc, but... No, uh, same. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, but anyway, so... Don't forget, guys, we are on iTunes, Spotify, my YouTube channel, and we are also on SoundCloud now. So do us a favor, give us a rating on all of those platforms. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're up to five stars uh, with five ratings, I believe, on Spotify. That's all I got for today. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us while we talk about tournament arcs and we weeb and out about sick. anime. <laughs> and being Yeah. Listen to us as we actively die. On... Whine about being sick <laughs> for the first like half hour of the, pa- the podcast. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Really appreciate you guys. You guys have been awesome as always with the support and uh, you know the likes, the retweets, the shares, the well, the reaxes now, whatever you want to fuck call them. Thanks, Elon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's all I got. Uh, I'm Alex, aka Soldier First Class. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And this has been The Gaming Effect, episode four, The Plague and Tournament Arcs. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you later. Bye.